What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 53 of the VR Link. My name's GT, and this is your weekly Sunday service VR podcast that gives you and us the chance to sit back and discuss some of the latest goings on in virtual reality, uh, whether it's games or tech. For audio listeners, you can follow the show as a podcast via Spotify and Anchor. Just search the VR Link podcast or use the uh, links in our description. I want to thank the legendary patrons and channel members whose names are listed below us right now. If you enjoy the show and are looking ways to support the channel and rub shoulders with these timeless legends, please check the links in the description and consider checking out the community Discord. Uh, for there's a lot of actually there's like a VR news section in there now, um, and it's actually really like quite busy. So if you're into VR news, man, definitely check that out. So allow me to introduce uh, my co-host for this week. We got Salsa from Salsa Ketchup VR. Hello, everybody. We have. Uh, that guy is Will. Anyone who's into PSVR, man, you've got to check this guy out. Yes. How you doing, Will? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. Good, man. Good, good. And we also have um, Anthony Vitello, a.k.a. Scarred Ghost. He is a blogger, developer, consultant, starter-upper, enthusiast, and loves everything about VR and AR. How you doing, Tony? You good? Oh, hey, Gata. How's it going? It's good, man. It's good. Thank you for joining us. There is something I need to just quickly sort out and turn off. Um, yeah, so uh, everyone, thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a good week. Um, thank you for clicking that bell, which is why you're here. Uh, please let us know what you've been playing this week while we go over who my guests are and uh, what they've been doing. So, yeah, we're going to start with you, Tony, quickly, um, because I met you... A little while ago i've met you on linkedin as well you are hardcore into vr and ar um you've got a brilliant blog um and you're always on twitter dude like reposting all the latest goings on and stuff but the reason like we've basically met face to face is because of uh jean michael Gere, uh his concert which i nearly pronounced right i think i got it wrong salsa is it it's Jean- well, I don't uh, go on me because yeah. I'm not good on this. I think it's Jean Michel Jarre. But yes. oh, oh, salsa! Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. You do it again. Do it again. Jean Michel Jarre, because it's oh. French, so it's the change come off a bit. It says Jean Michel Jarre. Yeah, Jean Michel Jarre. Cool. Yeah, okay. pretend you're yeah. French and it's good. Good. I can't. So um, basically, uh, he held a VR concert called Alone Together in VR chat. And Tony was the guy who basically arranged the whole thing. So, yeah, man, like what what led you to doing that? How did you get into doing that, arranging a concert in virtuality? Well, it's it's crazy because it started. I started eventually with, uh, I don't know if you know the, the VR platform, the, the blog called the VR Home. I thought it was just uh, VR magazine. Actually, the guy behind him, behind it, called Luis Cachutolo. He is a French guy. He's all inside his storytelling, VR cinemas, uh, VR festivals. He's all inside these initiatives. And he started thinking about VR events like last year, at the end of last year. And we started doing something on top of VR chat because he's. He knows very well about this environment, but he needed a tech guy to do the, the coding, the development of the logic in VRChat for, for him. Yeah. So supporting him technically. So we got in touch because he is a blogger, I'm a blogger. So we are in the same environment. And we got in touch over to, VR, to WeChat, you know, WeChat group. 
um, after some months, uh, it happened that after some little events that we organized, just at the end of May, he came up with, hey, guy, I'm in touch with the Ministry of Culture in France that he wants to do an event because every year on the 21st of June in France, there is this music fest, the Fête de la Musique. Yeah. In French, it's more sexy, if you pronounce it. <laughs> um, he, this year, they couldn't do it in real life because of the coronavirus. So the minister was looking for digital events, something new. And Louis went to him and said, hey, why don't we do something in VR? It's more exciting than using Zoom or Skype or whatever. And the minister was very happy with the idea. So um, they gave him the permission to do this event. And we were all interested in doing it, but the problem is that we come to us and say, okay, we want to do something for the music fest with the French music artists, something super cool. We are very excited. And he said, we must deliver in three weeks. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we <have to> do... <laughs> really? Uh, a wow. full festival in three, four weeks? And he was like, yes. <laughs> uh, it's so cool. So. We decided to go into this crazy adventure. He contacted various artists to do the 3D stuff. He found uh, the star of the event. It was the Jean-Michel Jarre. I had no idea who he was. I asked, I'm sorry oh, to You everyone. didn't know who he was? No, no idea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that if you are an electro music fan, he's yeah. like a legend. He's, he's, he's like the god of electro 80s make it yourself with big mad electronics machines and lasers lots of lasers was always important what is the song there is one song of his that is uh oxygen and equinox are the two big things yeah yeah so i was the same as legendary i was the same as you tony i wasn't a hundred i'd heard the name but i didn't know anything about him so yeah i look as soon as i basically put it in youtube that song come up i was like yeah. oh my god i know yeah <laughs> yeah it's a major influence on everything uh through uh all electronic music and uh cyberpunk feeling and blade yeah. runner and all of that stuff even like your intro there and all of that that thing has a part of his influence in that he's everywhere yeah, yeah. gotcha Jean-Michel is, everyone was super happy. It's Jean-Michel Jarre. I was like, you know, <laughs> I, I like that meme. I, I don't even know who you are. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay let's do it. And I'm super cool. But after that, I see that his Wikipedia page is like two kilometers long. He is super famous. Mm -hmm. He innovated everything in electronic music. And he kept his spirit because he has already done a concert in Wave VR like one or two years ago. And now he wanted to do this another concert in virtual reality because he wants to innovate uh, also how to do concerts. So I love his spirit. He wants to always be at the cutting edge. And so just three crazy, all were like, in the end, like 15 crazy people trying to create a concert in three weeks for, for this legend of electronic music on um, yeah. chat. Also, chat helped us. Um, it was a crazy journey. Yesterday I wrote a super long article just to take out everything that I had inside about it. But in the end, I think we delivered it, uh, especially for the people that were in the main room. And so I was also very happy to invite you, man, 
to join us in this super disco party and VR chat. I was like a meat juice dancing at the rhythm of electronic music. <laughs> you were you you were a large milk carton in yes. VR, I believe. Yes. So um it was amazing. I'll be and there was like really, really cool visual effects where like parts of the stage seemed to come out. Um I thought the music was it was absolutely crystal clear, and also we he he spoke to us as well. Um, how many people attended the event in total? Do you know Sorry? how many how many people attended the event? Well, uh, in the main room, so the one where there was the, the real Jean Michel Jarre, because if one later on I can explain how we organized everything, it was, yeah. it was full with forty people. In yeah. total, in VR chat there were two thousand and five hundred people being oh. in vr or in pc or on the pc uh participating into the event in the public rooms and in facebook and youtube streaming in the end were like six hundred thousand people how many six hundred thousand <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this this is what i mean this with his concerts some of these concerts are legendary things you know i mean he practically lit up the the um, Champs Elysees with lasers back in the day, and you had a massive, great big laser show, and his music all the way from the tower and everything to the arch, the works, all that type of stuff. That is so, fantastic. So, um, you were there at a true legendary event in those times. It felt, it felt amazing. Like some of the people I spoke to afterwards, it's weird when you obviously speak to a fan of someone, that's when you realize what they mean to people. Um, you know, what that meant to some people at that event. Um, yeah. Yeah. I literally, after this man, I followed him on Spotify. So I've been I, listening to his music. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I have to ask obviously, cause we see him there literally in VR with instruments. So, uh, these instruments that he's got there in VR, he's manipulating VR-based instruments or just uh, it's just taking his movements from his other instruments? How was that arranged? Okay, so um, the, the instruments that you see in VR are just 3D models. They have no interactivity. Okay. He had some vibe trackers to track his full body in virtual uh -huh. reality. And he wanted the calibration so that when he touched the, the virtual keyboard, he was also touching the real keyboard. So the instruments that you see in VR are fake, but actually uh, they are he's, there where the real mapped. instruments were. So yeah. he's mapped to the real instruments. Yeah. And then you have VR representations. He insisted to have this realism. He wants really to merge the real and the virtual it was not necessary, but he wanted to create this bridge. Yeah, I understand. It, and it worked. It actually worked. At a point, yeah. he stopped the concert, and he was like, how are you doing, avatars? And we always <laughs> like, hey. and he was like, are you, are you enjoying yourselves? And we're like, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. He also wanted the quality to be cutting edge. Also, we had to find a way to provide the high-quality music because... Um, we, there was a problem. Most of people doing shows in VR chat just plug the, the instruments to the line in to the microphone port of the PC and mm -hmm. the voice and the music exits from the voice of the avatar. 
But Louis, Veron, uh, when listening to the quality of the music, I know it's, it's not enough for Jean-Michel Jarre. He wants more. Uh, the other idea was to use video streaming like YouTube or Vimeo, but we know that YouTube streaming has some delays, so he yeah. couldn't have the movements of the avatar and the music come later. So we had to find uh, one of the guys working on the project called Georgi Molodotsov. It's a Russian guy that organized um, VR festivals. Uh, he found a plugin invented by a Japanese guy specifically for VR chat called Topaz Chat uh, that through a server on AWS and uh, I don't know what kind of mechanism was able to provide super low, super high quality latency. So actually we had to fight to do a super complicated job just to provide the high quality music. And we were lucky because this Japanese guy posted uh, um, a post on the VRChat forums like one month before the concert. Yeah. So we were like super, super lucky and also very smart in finding the solution. And that's why you could all have this high quality music inside uh, the various rooms. I just want to say, if anyone, I'm not just plugging the video, but if anyone hasn't seen this, you can just search this um, online uh, it, uh, alone together. The actual, he is right, the music quality is fantastic. Today, I was playing this video uh, around my uncle's and he's got like a Bose sound system. And dude, there is some really low, deep bass tones. Um, and I was very impressed. For a YouTube music video, I was like, damn this is good you know this is really good um yeah yeah i mean it was it paid off is what i'm saying it, it was worth the effort yeah i also think that um for you that you are in the, the coolest things were like apart from him and his music and the fun that we were all there together dancing from different countries the visual effects that this artist called vincent mason has done were incredible at the beginning, I couldn't understand what was happening. Also, the first test, if you want to know an, uh, an episode, that the first test he did was 360 movies that was rotating this way. Yeah. Uh, so animations rotating all around you. We tested it the first night. We wanted to puke because, you know, in VR, having all the world rotating around you, <laughs> it was very intense. We told him, no, it doesn't work that way. And so we found another way that there was the stage and effects that were like, you know, a speed of a, a spaceship that you see the work, the visual effects coming towards you, both in 2D, so 360 video in 4K with 3D elements actually like popping out from the video and coming towards the dance floor. And all yeah. together, the effects were like an improved, like a super advanced discotheque of the future. And I think that only like the last two days I saw what, what was the results and I was like, wow. Because before just so seeing the, the single pieces, I couldn't understand what was the idea, but in the end uh, the art director and the artist uh, did a great job and the result was really incredible in virtual reality. It Honest man, I really hope they do more like it. It was um it was superb. And one of the and I'm sure everyone who has VR knows about this, it feels like a real event. It feels like real memories of a shared experience. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it? 
Yeah, it was it was crazy also organize all of this in so little time. I guess something like that should be organized in like two months. We took three weeks. Yeah. I was like rushing, not sleeping at nights, everyone, people that was were ill still were working. But in the end the results were like the one of a real concert. And this is what makes us really proud. It's, it was not just okay, let's do something in VR and that's it for the technology. It was an amazing concert and i think also the the youtube video the, the quality of the youtube video alone is good because when i've done some smaller events in the past the youtube video was just a virtual cam taking the the a shot of what is happening in vr and streaming over youtube there yeah. we were had like three or four people with virtual cameras so we could change the framing every time mm. plus there are some visual effects on the videos uh, mixed with uh, the visuals from the VR events. So if you see the streaming, it is not static. There is continuous changing of what you see. It's very dynamic and it's also very good to be seen the, the video. It was everything very professional in the end. This is what I, I have a quick question because obviously, um, like you're saying, there was a main room, which was the live room, and then there would be duplicate rooms. So they're basically replicas of the live room, but uh, you copy out uh, a part of that. Maybe it's offsetting time to deal with uh, loading and things like that. Is that kind of correct? No, it's, uh, the public room is where we made some people angry. I explain you what happens. <laughs> because there were some people that visited the non-main room and couldn't see the animations and they were a bit angry with us. Oh. We are still learning and so some problems for our first big events are quite normal, but I'm very sorry for everyone that had troubles. Just to, so just to reiterate, is it, it was, a, was it a free concert though? Yes, completely free for everyone because yeah, it was that... sponsored by the ministry. So it was something to promote culture everywhere. Yes, yes. I just wanted to get that out there because as much as yeah. people are disappointed, you need to, you know, it was a free event as well. So, you know, um, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so that it was true, but you know, when you do something, also your, your podcast is true, but you want to provide the best quality possible. And uh, me, myself, we wanted to do that as well. And if someone is not happy, that that's bad. Uh, but this is what happened. We uh, VRChat only supports 40 people for every room for performance reasons. And you, um, people can create clone of your rooms. So other, if the 40 ones, uh, another person comes, can create a clone of your room and it's his personal room, other people can join it. So people can create clones, has many clones that in VRChat are called instances as people want. But here is the problem. There is no link between these instances. So you have no control on what is happening in other rooms apart from the one that you are in. So we couldn't right. only put Jean-Michel in one room. And that was the, like the, the VIP room. I, I give it this nickname because there was Jean-Michel, as the organizer, some journalists, some YouTubers, and some people that uh, also we knew that wouldn't be trolls. Yeah. Um, in the other rooms, we had no control of what is, could happen. Also, we couldn't make Jean-Michel be there. And that was a great problem. So we discussed about making the concert only for 40 people and the other ones on YouTube. But we, we thought that it was not 
the spirit of what mm. we wanted to do. We want to get a concert for everyone, for the yeah. biggest number of people possible. So we tried to find a workaround. And the workaround was uh, the other people can see a the avatar of Jean-Michel, like a streaming of his avatar, listening to his music always live because we didn't want to provide uh, a recording. We want everyone to be together in this live concert. And the animation wouldn't be automated, so pre-scripted. In the main room, there was a guy doing the direction of the animations, uh, the videos, all super synchronized. In the other room, there should be an automation that more or less could give, uh, not the perfect, but a good experience to everyone. So cool visual effects with video and 3D effects synchronized, but probably not perfectly synchronized with the song that he was playing. Mm. The problem is that I still don't know if because of some errors of our, some bugs of VRChat, but um, in VRChat there are things like events that sometimes create problems to us developers. And these triggers, these events didn't trigger for everyone in these rooms. So some people could see the videos and animation. Some other people could only see a video of him playing and nothing else. So they were saying, okay, we are here to see a YouTube video. So why are we here in VR? Oh, yeah. And they were angry because they couldn't see the real experience. And we are investigating with VRChat how to prevent these problems in the future. And I'm sure that next time this won't happen. Also, because of the little time, we had few times to test both of rooms. So the first, the, the test that we did uh, showed that the animations were okay. And for, for, for some people were okay. When I visited some instances, I could see everything, but in others, I could see nothing. And in some instances, there were trolls also. So remember, in, I was joining One World, and there was a big guy, a big avatar, putting his own music at a volume higher from the one of Jean-Michel Jean, -Michel Jean oh. and his own animations. And sometimes his animations were so heavy that the VRChat world crashed for everyone. So <laughs> it was something that we couldn't prevent in any way because yeah. we had no controls in that. But it's, it this is the thing with uh, when you're pushing the envelope, uh, technically speaking. One of the other questions, I don't know if you did or you haven't. So with the avatar, is uh, Jean-Michel's avatar actually uh, saved uh, as a sequence of what he did uh, so it could be replayed a future time? Okay, not the time also because the performance was live and we also tried different tracking methods before arriving to the Vive trackers, which also tried to have a better tracking with OptiTrack, with Kinex, but time was too little in the end we said, okay, the safer way with VRChat is Vive trackers, let's keep the Vive trackers. And we just let him done the performance. But I don't know if I can say that, but later on uh, we also made some new recordings and stuff because we want to provide a permanent installation of the concert. Yeah. So all people that couldn't experience it will be able to do that in the future. I, it, doesn't, it won't happen tomorrow, but we are working on it. So that's something else to look out for in the future. Definitely check back on your websites and things like that for when that yeah. comes along because if you miss this the first time, this is the thing with one of these types of events. It's happened, 
you've got something there that you're trying to put as another form so you can see it almost like you're there like a replay event um so watch out for that if you couldn't actually get to that event as a live thing and you can still experience that and that's one of the other sides of vr that you can do that you wouldn't be able to do in the real world you know i can't go back in time to like the 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 uh 90s and see him or be in a, a virtual space at one of his concerts back then that would that but, would literally like immortalize someone wouldn't it or an event it would be yes. like encapsulating a certain event in time yeah it, it, and it then is. you could always just go back and revisit that moment that is yeah. really cool and I mean, it, like I say, it, it, for for an artist as big as uh, Jean-Michel Jarre to, to do something like this uh, does make it a historic event. Yeah, he... Uh, I've not spoken with him many times because uh, the art director and the people that were working with him uh, every day, I just had with him some Zoom calls. Um, but uh, people tell me that at the end of the concert, he was very excited about what we did. He also is very excited about the idea of this recording. So it's like this concert will be forever on mm. the web, probably, and people can join it every day, um, experience it even at that day, they couldn't be there. And we're also discussing with him or uh, thinking about other concerts and such because the experience was very cool and so yeah, we are thinking about not stopping here because not probably next time we want to have a bit more time <laughs> yeah i want to sleep a bit yeah. more but it's incredible I mean, what you achieved in, in the amount of time i have to say it's incredible to be part of something like that you've kind of made a difference to vr history you know you've uh, to be a part of this is massive yeah, I didn't realize it until I saw the numbers of the streaming. Because <laughs> yeah, the days before, <laughs> I was like, I was only working <laughs> too much. I couldn't think about it. Yeah, uh, the super stressful, and you didn't, you don't even enjoy what you're doing. I started yeah. enjoying the concert the day of the concert, so I could relax a bit there. And after that, I started seeing the numbers, etc. All people of my community uh, saying, hey, you've done a great job, it's something historical. And so I started realizing what I was yeah, able that, to do after that. And, and then when you get like the YouTube side coming as well, and just just from the YouTube side alone, it'll be going up to hundreds of thousands and probably eventually millions of views uh, for a single event video here. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's a big, big deal in those sense of the words. And that people maybe, as VR picks up more and more popularity in future, can actually go back and experience that virtual world for themselves in, like, a live room with other people, like the live concert was happening in front of them, is something that's uh truly groundbreaking in that way yeah completely agree and also one of the things that i said we we really want is that the concert should have been a live performance because mm. we did making recording would have been easier much easier uh but 
it is not the same. You just see a recording. It's cool, but we wanted that that evening, you know, also because there is the COVID, we want people really to join a real live concert. So there, and that was also something that few other VR concerts have done before. Someone has did it or will do it for sure. But most uh, prefer to do recording because it's safer. We try yeah. to do something live also because we want it to be something real, something that could unite us all in that event. And it was it a, was awesome. A it was awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, another thing, Tony, let's quickly talk about your experiences in VR and AR. What has motivated <laughs> you to basically, <laughs> I guess, dedicate your life to this technology? Well, um, I always liked, you know, CGI, 3D stuff. Also, I studied computer science engineer. I took a specialization course in multimedia applications and computer vision. It was something that I loved. But uh, after that, it was like 2014, and, and the previous classmate of mine at university wanted to do something innovative. We were watching the videos of the Google Glasses. You know, the two, those videos promising that the Google Glasses could do everything, making you meet with friends, uh, go to the subway, etc. And so we bought the Google Glasses from the United States. You know, we are in Italy. Google Glasses were not available there. We spent a lot of money making the glasses do a complicated journey to arrive in Italy. We tried them. We were like, okay, what is this? <laughs> because, you know, it was like a teeny display here. You had to look here with one eye, there with another eye. After it was so little, after 15 minutes, it started to overheat over here next to your brain. In 30 minutes, <laughs> the battery burned out completely. And we were like, what is this? is not the future. This is really the. It's something, <laughs> I don't even have to define it. Um, so we were really shocked about it, but my body. Johnny was a smart man, had the plan B. It was the Oculus Rift k Well, I didn't even know what was the Oculus Rift at the time. Uh, so he took it in the office. I tried the Tuscany demo. He, if you are from the early days of VR, you remember Tuscany for sure. Tuscany. Well, they, they brought the Tuscany demo to Boneworks. Yes. That which is one. pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I tried the thing with the Oculus Rift. I could see myself in this villa in Tuscany and the you know with the DK you could see all the pixels the graphics of Tuscany was not you know like alpha lifalix uh, I wanted to puke after three minutes but I was like wow <laughs> this is what I want to do in my life like this magic teleporting in another world I, yeah. I want to have this sensation every time and so I decided in that moment that I want to do AR and VR so nice. this is like <laughs> love it first for me that is very cool that is very cool and i think a lot of people feel that way because one of the key things as we always say about vr is you have to experience it to know how amazing it is um watching it on youtube um which is kind of like my bag so i'm gonna actually say <laughs> it's not a great way but that's the thing you cannot you have to actually get in a headset you have to get in the headset and see what all the uh all the craze is about you know what is um because also you do some bits in ar as well so and uh i've tried I've, I've seen a little bit of ar i think it's amazing but i've seen you use uh the nreal goggles recently 
Yeah, recently I experimented both with uh, Cosmos XR from HCC, but I can't speak about it, but there are some yeah. videos that I made uh, experimenting with this past augmented reality. That is something I love because when you have, um, we all love with the AR glasses with transparent lenses, but we have, when you have a display, the holograms are better colors, they are more rare. Also, I made some experiments with the uh, Focus Plus about making objects disappear. So diminished reality that you can do only when you have a camera frame in front of your eyes. So I love to experiment with pastoral AR, but I also experimented with the Arial glasses that I got from Beijing. And I think that they are really, they're really showing us how the, the future aspect of your glasses are. They are super light, they're fashionable. Um, the holograms are pretty bright. Probably they're not as stable as with HoloLens. They are still a bit simple, but man, when you're just a, a thin glass on your face and you see holograms around you, you, you understand what is the real potential of AR. I think Ariel is doing a great job for being a little Chinese startup against big giants like Microsoft and yeah. also Magic Leap that got a lot of money and <laughs> what's your what's your favorite um AR yeah. experience so far? Oh you mean the the glasses? Yeah what would be the one experience? thing that you sort of if you could show someone if you had like a couple of minutes to go have a look at this what yeah, would be the, your the, the definitive this is what AR is and could could be this is where it's starting from yeah the... i i have to be honest i still didn't have in ar those wow moment or something super incredible that really blew my mind okay. i've seen some cool tech demos mostly and some nice experiments experiences and i think that they were cool uh, i'm most excited about the future of the technology probably at the yeah. present, the applications are not so convincing, in my opinion. I don't know if you if you had more luck than me about this. I'm still waiting for... Do you remember the uh, Jaws commercial from Back to the Future 2? Where the shark come out of the side of the cinema. I th that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, my, me as well. So, if you there see is, it, uh, like me. There is an AR demo that was done for, I can't remember if it was for Magic Leap or for um, HoloLens, which was a uh, whale jumping. Whale so, jumping? Yeah, uh, basically you need a very big open space. So if you was in uh, like, you know, car park or a, a gymnasium, they actually yeah. had a full-size humpback whale projected for you probably uh, was magic leap because it's a whale so it's it's magic yeah leap. <laughs> so nice. um you had the wherever the surface was where you've got like a flat surface you suddenly have a full-size whale come out very much like the jaws moment in uh back to the future that sort of thing but it's oh, that's cool it's it's still ar it's the FOV thing and the overlay that's very hard to do yet. I mean, it's more technology than VR. VR is uh, that we've got to where we are in VR right now is incredible to think of. Um, you know, I know that 
for myself personally, I've been uh, in VR headsets and stuff like that since uh, the mid-90s. And, you know, I started writing about um, VR and uh, all this type of stuff with uh, art, art backgrounds side of things back in university uh, in the mid-90s. And um, back then it was tiny, tiny little thing and da 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 and AR is kind of at that stage of the 90s, I think, whereas VR has had that time to develop. So you've got that much catch-up for AR to do until it expands outwards, I think. I'm guessing as well, VR can offer entertainment, and that makes money, doesn't it? Entertain if you can uh, take, give people a Call of Duty and say to them, oh, Call of Duty's in virtual reality, they're going to think, ah, yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, I guess in AR, there's still that limitation of, I mean, for example, Star Wars Squadrons coming to virtual reality is huge. You know, um, yeah. other companies are going to see that, Half-Life. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's what's going to keep it growing, isn't it, and growing quicker, is there's money to be made. There's, I think you, you probably... Uh... I'm sure we're going to go on to this later with uh, the new um, goggles that are happening from Oculus that we've seen this week. Oh, I'm I wasn't going to go into the... You can. Okay, so um, anybody who hasn't seen particular bits of news, uh, Oculus was releasing some of their prototype stuff, which is actually a holographic screen base um, headset. And... When you have, like, uh, any other VR heads at the moment, you've got your screens, then you've got lenses. You have all of this, this sort of stuff that pulls it further away from your face because there are physical needs to get uh, that view that you need to be able to focus on. And what this does is take the screen, which is super actually thin, uh, closer to your eyes, but then it's focused in a different way. So the image rather than being the way that it is, it actually uh, uses lasers to project a holographic image inside of a thin layer, the full uh, a sort of captive display for it. It's very weird technology to explain, which they've only managed to do for, like, one colour at the moment. But, um, Have you heard about this, Tony? Yes. Also ask uh, the... Jerry Ellsworth, the, the girl behind the Tilt 5 glasses, she's a super expert in optics. And she worked at Valve in research lots of years. And asked her, when can we see this technology? And mm. she answered, soonish. And this means yeah. that it's not something 10 or 20 years away. Soonish, Maybe in my opinion, five. is something five years. Five, and it's exciting. Five, five years to have. We are glasses that are like sunglasses. Yes, of yeah. course, probably wow. there will be a little box as a computational power. You have to attach it to the PC, but it's mind-blowing. So uh, I really hope that this research will go on. But it's something that is, is real, so it's not just marketing fluff. It's there. There is a prototype, and it is a technology that is well, going to be implemented. Yeah, it's a very strange thing as well because a uh, holographic screen does not work the same way that a flat screen does. Holographic screens mean that they actually have depth perception within a single surface screen. So that means that uh, 
your focus is very focal, if you like. A holographic display can be very focal. So when your eyes concentrate on something, they can actually detect uh, the depth of the image you... so that you get focus and in-focus objects and out-focus objects. I was reading a bit about that because a lot they say sometimes that's what gives people headaches in virtuality is yeah. that you're not actually focusing you're only focusing on one thing but your brain thinks you're trying to focus on different objects when you're actually not it's just a, a flat screen so exactly so a part of that is removed it's like the eye strain of where you move from something that's a background object and your eyes will focus down and yeah, they will yeah. contract. Uh, yeah, and as you move closer, they will expand, and it, it, it uses muscle groups within your eyes to do that. So nice. it's like when you when you go into VR and everything is one plane, your eyes stay at that one plane. And you know when you come out of VR and you go, oh, my eyes feel a bit... If you had a monster session in VR, you come out of yeah. VR and your eyes go like that, and you go, oh... And it feels like a little bit more strain on the eyes when you come out initially. And then you go look at a far distance and you can vis you can kind of feel your eyes kind of unstrain. I've heard people say they've come out of virtuality and feel like they're still in there. Yeah. Like the world is either a little bit flat, flat. or something. It's not, it's not quite right. That's what they're feeling because their eyes, while they've been in VR for that extended time, have yeah. been looking at a single plane of um, reference. So when they come out of VR, their eyes have to then refocus to the different uh, distances involved in real life. And that's yeah. what that happens. And the hollow lenses, uh, these holographic lenses, uh, not lenses, holographic screens, uh, will allow you to have that sort of variance as well. So it's not only going to make it about getting easier to get into VR and be more comfortable while you're in VR. It's also about what happens when you come out of VR as well. So you're you're looking at making things smaller, lighter, easier to get into. Then you're making things look easier on your eyes, cut down on motion sickness, cut down on these issues and make it easier for that mass market appeal by doing all of these things in in concentration so it's it's mind blowing technology to to have uh, a prototype like this already it's like and when you what? hear it though being explained it could be also called mind numbing because i'm like sorry i know i do that so let's um no no you're perfect man it's just like it is a lot to take in but i do understand the benefits of it yeah they sound awesome um so before we move on to will because bless him he's been sitting there one and i know tony's got to make a move soon um what is your favorite vr headset tony what is your go-to headset and what would you if someone's new to vr what headset would you um recommend for example Actually, I uh, I love lots of headsets. I try to have the most that I can, but they are very expensive, unluckily. Uh, but I, I think that it depends on when someone tells me that he wants to buy a VR headset. Um, the first answer, the first question that I ask is, what do you want to do with it? Because 
and now I think that it is just someone that wants to play some VR games and discover VR, my answer is always by a quest because you can use it as standalone. There are lots of cool games on the store. You can attach it to the PC and play Steam VR games. I, I played with it, Half-Life Alex, and it was very good. So it's, it's the one that gives the best value for the money that you pay for. Of course, if, of course, if someone says to me that, hey, I want the best PC VR experience because actually I want the best graphics, uh, the best games on Steam, my answer is the Valve Index. I don't know when the HP Reverb G2 will come out. I've heard cool things about it. I'm trying to put my hands on a prototype, but until now, no luck on it. I guess you are doing the same, but it's quite hard to get a prototype now. And yeah. the Valve Index is probably when you read the specification is not anything special. But when you wear it, there's so many little improvements in the field of view, in the lenses, in the display, in the frame rate that all together make it a wonderful experience. I also try to use it for four hours to work as a developer in Unity. So seeing my desktop in big screen and working, I was able to work for four hours all in VR. Um, in the end, I was, had a bit of eye strain, but I managed to do it while, with, I don't know, three years ago, it was impossible to think of for me trying yeah. to work in VR. And I managed yeah. to do it. And instead, if someone wants to something customizable and wants wireless, Probably the White Cosmos were probably the Cosmos Elite because the White Cosmos actually is not that bad as people think. Because when it started, it had lots of trouble. So, lots of problems. Many of them have been improved with time. The big problem remains the controllers. The controllers, if you put them this way, yeah. the tracking is not good. This is why Cosmos people Elite, maybe uh, recommend the Elite over something else yes. there. But it has a price tag. It has a price tag that probably should be, in my opinion, $100 less to become truly compatible with the Rifters and the, the, the index. So I hope yeah. that HTC will listen to the community and lower the price on the, the Cosmos Elite. But it has, you know, I love the Cosmos that you can have eye tracking with seven events on accessory, you can have wireless, you can have different faceplate to have the one for mixed reality and it's awesome. Uh, I used also to put a virtual display, my virtual desktop in mixed reality in a video that I put on YouTube. And it was crazy because I could see my desktop as a big screen uh, here on my desk actually. And when I tried to approach it, raising my headset, not seeing it, it was like, why there is not a real screen there? I was so used <laughs> to, to have a virtual desktop without, um, I had the real keyboard, the real mouse, a virtual desktop. It was, wow. it was crazy. And so I love this customizability, but I, I understand that for a, a game, someone that wants to play game, it probably the best is still the, the quest or for a higher experience, the, the index. Maybe for a professional or for a company, the, the Cosmos Elite uh, is, is better also because the, the business licensing at HTC has always been very good in providing business licensing. So it depends on what people want to do. The Rift test, it's, it's a good device, but I, I'm not a big fan of the Rift test. It's, it's comfortable, it does its job, but 
you know, it's not so great with specifications. So I understand who buys the Rift S because it's very affordable. So it's a yeah. good PCVR device, but it's not the future, of course. Probably we don't even know if, if <laughs> how for how long Oculus will, will support yeah. it. This seems the unlucky, the unlucky brother of the, the Quest. <laughs> the, yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I think the Quest, uh, and we spoke about it so much, and we still do. Will, have you got a Quest? Yeah, have you got a Quest. Yeah, yeah, man. Like that. To think of how quick things have moved, that is the one thing that I think is the most amazing out of all of it, a standalone, all-in-one virtual reality headset that actually does deliver very good experiences. Um, yeah. For that, for that money is incredible. Absolutely incredible. What yeah. made you get one, Will? Uh, I'm just a big Oculus fan, so I had a Rift and Go, so it was just kind of natural I'd get a Quest and the yeah. wireless, you know, inside-out tracking or whatever you call it. <laughs> I don't know all the terms. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, that just the wireless. It being wireless alone was enough to sell me on it. Did you get it at launch? Uh no, I got it like a year or a half a year later. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So if someone wants to game, you're saying uh, the Quest is the best entry point. But if they're looking for something more serious on PC, more like the Valve Index. Nice. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah, Ben, we, we, we are very curious about what will come later on. Also for the standalones, mm. I've just tried something about the Pico Neutral, but not enough to, to express uh, a real opinion on it. Sometimes for something I noticed that they tried to copy the well, Quest. <laughs> yeah, I do like the whole idea with the, the Pico Neo of uh, inside track for the HMD and then magnetic field for the controllers and having that dual methodology there where obviously inside out is great as a head tracking, but controller wise and other uh, wise, I find it a little bit not not as good. It's all is good, but not quite as good. Whereas having magnetic field base where you don't need line of sight, you have behind your head tracking still at the possibly up to the same level as you would have with uh, base station tracking. But it's a different methodology on how they have to work the mathematics to yeah. work out where your hands are. But um, it's an interesting thing with the, the Pioneer. I'd, I'd like to see more of that methodology, I think. But, you know. Yeah, I think that the difference between Oculus and the others, like CCC, Pico, Shadow Creator, and all the others is the level of polish and the speed of improvement. Because if you look at the specification, they are more or less the same. But mm. when you look at the polish and the details, the tracking, the, the improvements, Oculus is far beyond the others. So that's the real difference, the real added value of the Quest. Also for the link, you know, the ability to connect uh, the yeah. Quest to the PC. At the beginning, I was had to plug it three times to make it work once. Mm. Now I can connect with every port, with every cable, and it just works on my PC. It's, it's incredible. In a few months, they improved it so much. You can definitely tell that is their big project. That is their... They've seen... They And, and to be fair, so as all the community, I think, that 
surge of um what was it the thing i picked up a bit of news today uh before i do my news video intro uh, and it was about the amount the headsets on steam uh there was a but it's still the anyone... quest surge is it still the quest surging yeah uh basically uh the percentage of steam vr users using oculus quest grew by 1.42 percent last month an increase of 7.4 uh yeah 7.46 percent of users in may to yeah. 8.87 well, that's, that that's direct that's also again uh, as another improvement because they had a similar improvement the last time quest came back into stock so this would be coinciding again yeah, with yeah. Uh, the stock coming in and the sale yeah. on the floodgates obviously opening and are they still in stock now or are they going out of stock again I think it goes out of stock every time it comes into stock, uh, the Quest, pretty much. Um, yeah. people have been, it's been like that since Christmas. So there's the floodgate again of them getting another uh, stockpile of headsets in, them selling out, and immediately you're seeing increases of 1.5% on Steam yeah. for a headset that's a standalone usage. That is mind-bending stuff because... Steam, in terms of usage numbers, it stayed relatively stable uh, on the split, anyway, between different headsets, uh, all the way before it. And yeah. then you had, like, this comes in and does something like that. That is a very big change of landscape. Do you know the thing is, what they've done, they've given you, like, a little door and gone... Do you want it? Like, you've got a quest and it's amazing, but then you see Lone Echo on PC and you're like, oh, that looks really... Half-Life Alex. Oh, man, I'd love to play that. And knowing that you've got a PC VR headset in your hand, the temptation must be huge. It must be yeah. too much. You have a lot of people out there that don't realise they do actually have uh, a perfectly capable VR-capable machine. You yeah. know? Um, you've got people out there who've been playing their flat screen, their FPSs. They've been making these things ramp up to, you know, 240 FPS to get their killer shot on their snipes and all of this lot. But their machines are really, really quite amped for 2D. And then, of course, yeah. that translates into VR ready as well. So, um, yeah, guys. So, um, one more thing. Uh do you reckon we're going to see a new quest soon or a new rift soon? What do you think is going to be the first thing to change and happen? Because no rift, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a new Lenovo headset, but probably not a new Oculus PC headset. <laughs> I love that's my really, rift S. That's really telling, isn't it? Maybe a new Lenovo. Lenovo. Lenovo, but not a Rift S. Ooh, that will hurt. I love my Rift S. I really do. Um, have you? What have you got, Will? What's your uh, PC? I just got a normal Rift, but it's 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 showing it's where I need to get a Rift S some someday soon. Nice man. Uh, so you would actually you so you you would get a Rift S instead of using your Quest as your PC VR headset. 
Uh, honestly, I don't have, I haven't been able to get the link yet. So that's something I'll have to look into. I don't know yeah. how big of a difference it is. But. Would you want the official cable then? Or would you be happy to, because I've tested one from GoQuest VR, which I think they can't call themselves that anymore or something I heard the other day. Um, a five meter cable from them was $28. And it worked absolutely fine. Uh, and the weight, it was actually, it actually weighs less than the official cable. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd definitely yeah. go with a third party if I could get it for cheaper and it works just the same. Yeah. I'll send you his, uh, his thing on, on uh, Twitter, you know? Cool. So he, he'd probably be interested in you, in you checking it out, man, checking it out. Um, so what's your, so Will, let's head over to uh, that guy as well. Um, we met, must be two years ago now. Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> it's been <laughs> so long. long. We met a long time ago. Uh, as you can see from his thumbnail, he's uh, a PSVR supporter mainly. He does explore VR, but he loves PSVR. That is that is your community, dude, isn't it? Is it's the PSVR yeah. community? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, what got you into virtual reality? What was your what was your thing? Well, I mean, I always liked the idea of it, but you know, I just saw the prices, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna get that. But uh, once E3 rolled around and placed it, I believe it was 2016, then e, uh, Sony showed off all those titles, you know, Farpoint, yeah. Batman. I'm like, these actually look like good games. And then what really sold me on it is, I believe a few months later, there was a GameStop demo. I was like, okay, I'll try it out for free. And I just, before I was kind of like, like most people are, we're like, oh, VR is a gimmick. It's overpriced. But like the second I loaded up, it was Battlezone. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I need this now. I was like instantly sold on it. And uh, yeah, that's that's the story. <laughs> that's exactly what happens to everyone, I think, once they put that VR headset on. That's exactly what happened to me. Um, the day I went to try playstation vr in london it was april 2016 so it was unreleased yep. there was also oculus demoing um their rift and htc doing their vive and i just remember like asking about prices and i'm pretty sure it i was hearing like hundreds and thousands you know to do this stuff and like you man i was like it's never going to happen i can't justify that i've got a family um it just won't happen and then Obviously, PlayStation are doing something, and you know about their previous history with the eye toy. They're always trying to push a boundary of some sort. And um, yeah. same as, dude, I played it, and I was like, VR is what I've been waiting for. This is the gaming experience that I've been looking for. And yeah, uh, yeah I tried to jump out the van in London Heist. Um, well, <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't. Luckily, I got scared. I sort of opened the van door. I looked down the road, I thought, no way am I jumping out of this van. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. I probably could have done that uh, there. I did think about it. But, um, yeah, I think I think PSVR is an entry point for a lot of people uh, because of cost. And I think where maybe some of the gaming has slowed down on PSVR for a little while, the Quest has also come along at that right time to keep the climb going, you know, yeah. at that entry point for virtuality. Um, I, I think that's what it does. And... Um, have you got P uh, PSVR, Tony? No, I tried it in some exhibitions. I'm always being more a PC guy, so yeah, yeah, no PSVR for me. But it's I I would love to have it just for Resident Evil. I'm a big fan of the saga. Oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. So you haven't played Resident Evil? No, 7? you wouldn't have done. No, 
I'm waiting for Facebook to do this deal with Sony, <laughs> so to exchange <laughs> exclusive titles. Yeah, Come I've read Mark about that. To do something. I've mm. heard about that. Is that actually happening? We don't know. Uh, we know that lately an exclusive title uh, went to, to PSV. I don't remember which one actually. Uh, mm. From Oculus that was announced also for PlayStation VR. So we were all thinking about if it is actually happening, but no official news about it. Nice. Uh, so yeah, back to you real quickly. Why did you start a YouTube channel? What was your... Because obviously there's something... I didn't personally do anything for like a year, even though I was completely mad about it. I'm telling everyone about it. I'm watching YouTube videos constantly, um, finding like parole, PSVR, Frank, all this stuff. And then one day I think you just think, I want to share this. I want to maybe reach out and talk to someone myself. What happened with you? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty similar for me. I didn't really, I like casually did YouTube. I just occasionally uploaded me playing some game, just some, just gameplay but uh i think once i started seeing people like psvr frank and without parole i was like oh so this is actually pretty easy to do the psvr is like a built-in sharing feature you can yeah. live stream instantly so i was like i'll just do a few and then over time it just started to grow i was like wow this is actually like a thing i can do this is actually growing uh this could be this could be a future for me in some way and I uh, just kept doing it, started making videos, and now I'm still going. I'm like a hundred something reviews in. So, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And uh, like 2,000 subscribers is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's 2,000 people who uh, love your content and want to watch it. And your reviews are really good, especially when you say that line, but is it any good? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite bit. That's my favorite bit. I always wait for that bit. <laughs> um so uh let's quit i'll tell you what i want to talk about quickly is iron man vr that was one of the reasons that i wanted to reach out to will because i i asked if he'd played it if he'd finished it he has done a review of it you are more than welcome to go and uh check out his channel check out that review subscribe while you're over there who's played iron man vr here i've played it um you I've played Tony, it. have you played Iron Man VR? Well, Without, no, it's PSVR because he hasn't. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so, uh, Sal, so I would say you could easily join in this conversation because yeah. I don't think there's much we're, difference we're not gonna give, we, Yeah, we're not going to give away spoilers, but for everybody, we had a bit of a conversation before because we had a bit of a talk before we, we go live, and I had a little bit of a problem, and it's called... This particular move controller here, where its tracking went crazy, so my left hand was looking like it was doing this yeah, constantly, yeah. which was not good when you're trying to fly in an Iron no, Man suit. No, not at all. You probably go all over the place. Um, let's. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about. I've completed it now. I'm assuming Will has, obviously, because he's done a. A review. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to let you lead on this one. Would you? Yeah, go for it. Now, tell me about your Iron Man experience. Um, and yeah. Well, where do I even start? <laughs> it's difficult, uh, isn't it? Because the game actually carries some weight in my mind because it's such a big release. 
you know mm. he's a it's a massive deal uh i'm sure that you know to have a, an iron man a marvel iron man game in virtuality is a big deal um, yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna push headsets um I, I I was after, while playing it, I found myself getting more disappointed while playing it. If you know what I mean, I've I've written a review, but yeah, let me let me let me let me see what you think. Well, uh, I guess I'll just give a little rundown of what I think. Yeah, uh, it's a great game. It's not a perfect game. It's not like a ten out of ten. Like you need to go out buy a PSVR just for this game. It's I enjoyed it. The core of the gameplay with the flight mechanics and combat, I think it's perfectly done. Yeah. But everything outside of it is just a little rough in way, one way or another. There's like a few smaller issues that mm. bog it down. Yeah. Uh, main one being loading screens. So there's like <laughs> three different types of loading screens in this game. Uh, I feel like I was in there for hours, just the loading screens alone. <laughs> well, I wanted to add, like, the, the nice bit is you get a loading screen and then you're also then gifted with a black screen. Yeah. For a loud, for wait, so, yeah, so you wait for, for, like, I don't know, a minute, maybe a minute and a half. I haven't timed it, but it feels like definitely over a minute. And have you timed it at all? Has anyone actually timed these loading no, screens? No, I mean, it's a bit it's... different as well. Um I don't know if it'd be different online because I actually have a faster hard drive in my Pro. If you have an SSD, it probably is faster. I don't have an SSD in there. I do have a faster hard drive. So my hard drive is probably about uh, close to twice the speed of a, a, the, the standard hard drive. That's yeah, well, there. it should make they should make a difference, obviously. Um, but yeah, my standard Pro man. Uh, but even even then. The load times are significant. Oh, you got cold yogurt reckons they're two minutes give or take. Um, mm. But yeah, I, so you yeah, wait for this loading that. screen and then you get another, I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 seconds of pure blackness, which is yeah. like, what's going on? Because um, the first time it happens, you kind of think, what's what's happening here? Why is this? Because the loading's done. Um I agree with you. I think the flight mechanics are awesome. Every time I found myself going into the headset and the HUD comes down and you fly around, you're like, this is brilliant. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I think they've done a fantastic, fantastic job of being Iron Man in VR. The main problem I had is, and this is without the this is story aside, because I think the voice acting and the story is actually really good. I'm happy with that. Um, it, the combat got old for me and it doesn't mean it's not intense. It was just repetitive. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the things I've, I've so people know that I'm just coming into uh, chapter two because that's when my move controller decided it was going to go no further. So yeah. I'm pleased to hear that you're liking the story because I was just getting into the story and that was start one of the things that I, I thought was going to be important. Yeah. Um, because I like being compelled by a good narrative story. Um, so if it has that, that's not going to be too much of a letdown. But you are quite right. If the mechanics get old too quickly, that can be an issue. Yeah, go on, Will. It looks like you're going to say something. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think the combat is necessarily boring, but I think it's just they, every mission kind of feels the same. Like you do one thing, you do one objective, and then you fight waves of enemies. Like you said, a glorified wave shooter sometimes. Um, you just, it, and the, the objectives that are in between the combat, they're not very interesting. They're like stuff we've seen hundreds of times before. Move this crate here, you know, defend this tower. It's just, it's, it doesn't really do well at breaking up the combat, in my opinion. No, that's right. And, and also the incentive, apart from the story, to push through the combat, I found a little bit lacking because as much as, and I can't, they are upgrades. There's like three areas in your suit that you upgrade, at least you want to upgrade your boosters. You get a choice, upgrade your nanotechs, you heal quicker, upgrade your, um, your blasters kind of thing. And then there's extra weapons. But for some reason, I had no drive. Once I found like the weapons I liked, and I, so basically, I've got a loadout within like the one you get originally for free is enough to play the whole game with, and that's the problem. You don't actually then get the ultra uni blaster. You don't get the ultra shoulder cannons that are better than the previous shoulder cannons. You could just play the game with the loadout you get at the beginning. You don't necessarily upgrade those particular weapons to make them more powerful so then the idea of chasing the currency then seems a little bit pointless you know um yeah that's what so what you say basically uh, uh actually i go to will, will, will was about to say something i cut in there oh you can go ahead uh, i was just saying like uh so i saw that part obviously uh in chapter two you get introduced into the uh weapon system the weapons crates and the the upgrade routes yeah but you don't see so you only see like the weapon types that you can swap out but you don't have individual upgrades into a weapon type like your your uh blasters or the missiles going from wrist missiles to ultra super wrist missile or that type of thing you want a a, a second progression route to happen yeah, it's through weird. the weapons so that you can go instead of going there's my six targets it's like i want to be surrounded by a whole group of things and go 30 bam i yeah, am iron thing. man i liked is that the, the bit that, that you could... missing for you I liked the weapons you could buy, but I didn't like being restricted of only using one at a time. Like, for example, okay. why can't, why isn't there voice recognition? Why can't you say this particular weapon? Mm -hmm. Why can't you hold a button and say, they could do that. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know how hard it would be to implement, but I kind of didn't like the restrictions of um, knowing that I only went out with one lot of missiles when okay, potentially yeah. Iron Man probably has lots of different missiles that is bloody disposal um i thought the suits were really cool i really like that uh and will made a good point actually the combat isn't boring it's funny it's not boring um in fact i really enjoy it every time but when you're doing the same thing over and over and over you can't help but be like man this feels old quite quick and um i put it down to like a sugary treat or like a really strong alcoholic drink that if you have it in bits, I think it's really good. It's like, going to be nicer. You, yeah, I think if you played this for like an hour, maybe done one or two chapters and walked away and had a break, 
because every time you get back in that headset, it's really cool every time. You're yeah. like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is how I'm actually planning on playing it, because like I said, uh, I was going to play one chapter at a time. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing it off stream, um, just because of different things. Um, but I'm playing, I was planning on playing and recording one chapter at a time. So yeah. I'd do one chapter, put it down, give myself some time, come back and do another chapter one at a time. So that's a that's a recommended way of maybe going through so that you don't over Iron Man your Iron Man. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that's the important thing. Um, I think if you're not a reviewer or a content provider of stuff or an influencer... I w- you can't it's weird I would not recommend this game because if I gave a review score of this game it'd be like a 6 or a 7 out of 10 at most um, but Will what did you do scores don't you what did you oh no I just I just do a verdict I just what was your I verdict on this uh, yeah I I recommended it if you're like a big superhero fan but yeah I did explicitly say like don't play for several hours at a time like I did now I, I said that I don't think most people will I feel like most will enjoy it more than content creators just like us uh mm. just because they'll probably be playing 30 minutes an hour at a time while we're like okay well, this just came out let's play through it let's uh, yeah. play three or four hours at a time uh but yeah i just said if you're it it's it's a good game but it's not it's not as good as everyone hoped it was yeah say. it's not the it's not a system seller yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think it will sell systems. I think some people will buy it to play it because it looks phenomenal. Oh, the yeah. demo, the demo is excellent. Um, yeah. As demos go for VR, I think it's one of the best. Uh, that plane sequence was fantastic, and I think yeah. it's. And that's the other thing as well. I think that's one of the standout moments in the game. Like even when I played it again, I was like, "This is a fantastic moment in the game," um, yeah. and it's already out there for free. <laughs> kind yeah. Of do you know what I mean? And and that's the thing. It's like, this is amazing. It was it is slightly different in the demo. Cause, I mean, the chapter one is basically the demo altered. Yeah. Um. There was a couple of differences there. Um, and there are a few things that are you know could do with a little bit of polishing. Yeah. Um. But. I, I don't know. I think I am going to, like say, enjoy it. But yeah. I'm being selfish in that I'm playing off screen and I'm doing one chapter at a time. I'm not pushing more than one chapter at a time, really. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I'm looking at the chat now. Uh, Ray Pope says he's putting his money back in his wallet. <laughs> like, I think to myself that the thing is, I, I wouldn't not recommend it. I just yeah. recommend that you sip it. So you know, yeah, you it's it's v- VR light. Sip it. Don't don't you know? Allow it to be yeah. watered down or or whatever. The ice settle a bit. Cool. Yeah, so and... if 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 you are a if you're a really big Marvel fan, and you, you want to enjoy to me, it, you don't listen to any of us anyway. If you're a Marvel fan, <laughs> I know. But <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying the advice is you're still going to go. Well, yeah, you're going to get it. But if you yeah. want to enjoy it more, then take it in small chunks. Yes. Um, that's the be-all and end-all. With that in mind, anyone who 
enjoys the VR, uh, enjoys VR gaming, and likes a little bit of the Marvel Universe, the feeling of being a superhero, do you recommend buying the game at full price or not? Uh, Will? Uh, I mean, I think for, yeah, just a casual player who likes Iron Man, it, it's worth it. There's enough content in there. There's a bunch of flight missions. Um, but uh, I was also saying it's great for VR newcomers because I think as long as they don't get motion sickness, they'll be amazed just flying around as Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Just yeah. like us in the demo. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah that. So if it. you're on a budget though, um, and it comes to a sale later on down the road, we know it's going to happen. You you know, five six months down the road, maybe. Uh, sooner we don't know yeah um when it comes on a sale and you've got a person who is not necessarily a big uh iron man fan and it comes in at half price let's say there's a 50 percent sale does that become a yeah you you should buy this game absolutely yeah I'll i think even so. like a 25 percent off yeah it's not so it's, 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 it's better it's better than a 50 percent sale it's a 25% sale off buy it even though you are not a big Marvel fan. The pro- this or, is the problem with the game. Fan. It doesn't do anything wrong. It doesn't actually do anything wrong. It just probably maybe doesn't do enough. There's not enough of variety in it. Yeah. But like Ham said, if you're looking for a way to be Iron Man in VR, it does deliver. It does give you that, but it just... As I said, it just feels stale after a while, you know. Like I was struggling to want to play it after an hour. I was. I, like, I noticed already. In I know like... what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. They're going to say to me, "Hey, there's more drones coming," and "Hey, there's more drones coming," and then, "Oh no, there's more drones coming," and I'm like, "I know what's going to happen." Yeah, you needed. You a, to, uh, that's all it was. Yeah, you needed a bigger variety of enemies, so you needed a different scenario. So you Maybe. needed more of a uh, an on-ground combat scenario where you're forced into a position and change the, 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 change the mechanic, something other than here's another way of so drones it, coming. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, I think they've actually done a really good job. I do. I just yeah. can't help but play it and then feel like God on board sometimes. That's... Yeah. So that's that's it. Take it in, take it in small doses. Then it doesn't feel so much like repetitive because you're coming back to it, and it was still enjoyable because the mechanic yeah. itself was actually enjoyable. But um, as a game, to heighten it as a game, it needed that little bit extra to push it so that you had the variety of enemy, the variety of. Uh, uh, situation. Yeah, there's no real variety of situations. That, that's the problem. Go. That's, that's the problem. So, uh, Tony, did you need to make a move now? Uh, you said it is about this yeah, time. Yeah, I have to, make a to call. have to leave. Uh, you know, business never ends even on Sunday. I'm so sorry because I was enjoying talking with you all so much. No, no worries, man. No worries. Maybe another lovely. time we will. We will talk again. I can stay all the time. I will be very happy to be with you again another time. Oh, okay. superb, man. And uh, I'll see you in virtual reality, no doubt, at some point. 
Yeah, of course, and maybe in some other concerts. Also, salsa will. I hope you next time you will come to. to I, some I would big love crazy to. As well. I would yeah, love to. I will cool. let you know when the world, you know, the the virtual world, the concert will be in. Also, we keep you updated about little games that we can do. You know that gamer you know that they did this fitness boxing game in VR. Yeah. Thinking about making also porting for some other platforms because it was available only for Vive Focus Plus. So probably next time, I hope you will be able also to, to try it and stay a bit fit in VR. So I will support you and I will check that out 100%. <laughs> I wish you all uh, a nice Sunday, guys and girls listening to us. So bye-bye. Take care, Tony. Take care. Thanks a lot, Tony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye. So, in the background, right now, that is I'm... Oh, hold on. South has been cut in half. Have oh, I been cut in half? You have been put in, cut in half. How do I fix Where that? Where does the other half of me go? Which way know. do I go? Do I go this way? Which, which half don't, don't you want? Which, uh, which half of yourself don't you want anymore? I can get rid of it. <sighs> no. Right, hold on. There we go. Being turned into an Iron Man loading ooh, screen. Ooh, ooh. Iron Man loading screen. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold on. There we go. I got you back. So in the background currently is... Uh, hold on. God damn it. It's the bloody news video thing. Let's go. And we're back. There we go. That was the uh, news intro. Did it... Sorry about that. <sighs> Always. I always forget about it, man. I always forget about it. Uh, Catwalk C Treadmill reaches over $1.2 million on Kickstarter. The device launched its campaign last week with a goal. Hold on, I'll bloody cut the thing off here because I had Tony there. One second, there it is. Um, last week with a 100,000 funding goal. At the time of writing, this is from Upload VR, the campaign has reached $1.2 million in funding with over a month to go before it closes on the 31st of July. The early bird special deals that offer the treadmill from anywhere between $699 to $899 have all been claimed, with the price now per treadmill at basically uh, $1,000. That, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I know, but dude, think about it from like an arcade perspective. Yeah, no, I, I, arcade perspective, I get it. Um, movement I'd on... love to, I'd love one. I'd love one. I'll be yeah. honest. I think I would love, I would love this. I think it looks brilliant. I really do. And I watched Nathie's video of him using it. And to be fair to him, he didn't get much time to, I think, practice with it. So he looked a little bit awkward. But when you see the guy before, you know the potential um, of this. I know, we've, all, I we, we've all seen Nathie's uh, dancing, so um, it may not be just on treadmills. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's awesome. Because like, can, can, when I first saw it, I thought you couldn't crouch. Um, there's certain things you just couldn't do, but no, you can do all that stuff. Mm. Um, but if you had a VR arcade, dude, like get four oh, really? of these bad boys, yeah, it'd yeah. Be amazing. I, I, I get it. Um, especially if you've got a space re- restriction, which let's face it, most of us do. Then do you know what? I could, I could use one to do that, but where would I? I don't know where I'd store it to be honest. I don't, and I don't really know the weight of it either, so I don't know. I think it, well, it does fold up that, that way, doesn't it? I don't, is it that way? I don't yeah. Know. I think you, ah. the, the this back part, I think, yeah. basically goes flat over the, the thing. 
It's got like a kind of shape there, so it's pretty much flat pack. I think it's pretty cool that he's also on uh, PCVR and PSVR, as we've just seen. Uh, you've seen him using it on the Quest. Will, talk to me. Are you getting one? <laughs> no, it's... I'd love one. I love I, one. But... I thought it was going to go, what do you mean, behind the green screen? I've got one. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's just kind of how I felt with VR before I had one. It's It's just so expensive and it does seem like it take up a lot of space mm. and i just yeah. i just it's kind of hard to imagine like a vr treadmill in my already somewhat small vr area and had the price of it but i think that's one way to get me and other like vr veterans into an arcade because you know we're not going to go to one to play beat saber or anything like that but no. if they had a vr treadmill then i'd well, definitely I think, go check that I, out i think like you said uh, small space as well if you uh, have you been to many VR arcades? No, not yet. I've been to um, I've been to a VR arcade. I have. I've been to two, but most of the things I've done are actual demos from real developers, kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It, it's obviously a little bit different when you do that. I do recommend if you do uh, after lockdown and COVID and all of this stuff. Please, obviously, make sure things are all safe and good and social distance and blah, 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 blah. But it's a really good type of thing to go with a few friends. I mean, before uh, the lockdown and all that happened, before COVID really uh, happened in a big way, there was a few of us, uh, myself, uh, Buck, who was on the, the other week, uh, yeah. Dr. Oculus, and uh, I've forgotten who else. There's someone else. Um, basically, we went along to a VR arcade and had an absolute blast. So uh, one of the big games at the moment with uh, Tau VR, you go in there and you've got a big, uh, bigger it, amount of space. The, you know the, the tower? Tower VR. tag. Tower, tower tag. tag. Tower tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um so playing tower tag in a bigger space then you've got some others that uh pull out that bigger area and like you say you do have these type of things as well the the uh walking simulators but you also have ones that actually have bigger spaces and then you have uh motion simulators which you not you, you know who can have a motion simulator in the house yeah, it, yeah. Once again, it all comes down to space. I mean, funny enough, Tantrum's just talking about setting up his guardian. You need that two meters by two meters, don't you? Really, even most games are designed with two meters by two meters. Um, yeah, for the movement. So yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm so pleased for these guys hitting that Kickstarter. That is a brilliant success, and um, I hope it does really well. You know, because you never know where this is going to go afterwards. You know, as I said, we always talk about. This is, this is early yeah, days still, isn't it? It's, it's not too far out in terms of a normal treadmill. I mean, uh, even a normal treadmill that you walk on can be like 400-odd quid. Yeah. So a VR treadmill being, you know, 800 quid there. Well, is think it? of the Kickstarter guys. They were getting them 699. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so um, what are they flew? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Uh, next up on a bit of news, uh, and I actually did get to try it out because of this. 
Uh, Onward is coming to Oculus Quest on July the 30th. It's developed by Downpour Interactive and being published by Shadowpoint developers. Uh, it's being published by CoatSync, who are the developers of Shadowpoint. Uh, Downpour has also been working with Unity directly uh, to optimize the port. If you don't know Onward, uh, it's a modern military simulation game with a single player cooperative uh, gameplay and multiplayer modes that's 10 players and a variety of uh, gameplay modes inside that the quest version of the game will feature full cross-play support which we keep seeing we keep seeing games with cross-play cross-play uh, and with... is also cross-play uh, yeah, oh, wow. with the PC VR versions on Steam and the Oculus Store. The push version of the game will have uh, content parity with all upcoming updates to that version. Uh, though, <coughs> though Facebook isn't Though Facebook itself doesn't officially brand games as early access on the Quest, the game will cost you $25. So, I did check out Onward. Uh, it's definitely a more serious shooter. There's no, mm -hmm. two, ways, no, no two, doubt, uh, two ways about that. But this is another big deal, isn't it? Uh, once again, yeah. because Will said, or I don't know if Will agrees with this, but this is what Quest was missing, is some shooters. And now we have literally the three big ones coming to quest already you know uh, contractors which i think is actually really good uh pavlov which i think is excellent and now onward so and it kind of then because i always find it a bit strange with contractors because contractors seem to be the middle ground a little bit it's kind of serious kind of messing around a little bit and then you get pavlov which is kind of like for me is still a great shooter but the more it's, fun it, shooter. Okay. Yeah. And then then you got Onward, which I think is... I mean, look, this guy's actually got real smoke in his room from playing it. You know, this is realistic stuff. So, yeah. Are you looking forward to this? Um, I, I bought into Onward. Um, I only played a little bit on the PC, like I say. Uh, FPS games and stuff like that, tactical shooters, they are another um, time sink. Yeah. So, these are the type of games that you play when you go, right, I've, I've, I've got time to sink into this. Cause, uh, and this type as well is one where you're going to have to learn the weapons as well. Because you're going to have to actually know how to reload the weapon in the right places. So, if you end up in a darkened room and you run out of ammo, you're going to have to know where... To do what on a gun uh, to, to reload it? <laughs> to, yeah, there know. seems to be um, two methods of reloading guns in this game so far. Mm. That's what it feels like for me when I checked it out. Uh, but I haven't checked it out enough. Um, and I think the so quest is going to be the way because, that I do it. Because, like I say, it is a time sink once you get into them. And especially if you get in with a group of friends, you know, you build up a bit of a community of people that you know and you yeah. play against on a regular basis or play with on a regular basis, yeah. um, you can find yourself really sinking a lot of time into this game, which obviously can make it really uh, worthwhile on the buy-in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to Onward. Um, are you going to get Onward, Will? Uh, I'm not sure. I have it on Steam, but I haven't given it a shot yet. I think a quest yeah. version sounds awesome. I think most shooters are really immersive on quest just because you can actually, you know, crouch and take cover without being tangled in a wire. 
uh, or having to worry about rotation. It's like when I played Crisis Brigade compared to on Quest compared to PSVR, it was like a completely different game. So I was able yeah. to freely, like you know, get down on the ground and actually take cover. Uh, so if onwards, anything like that, like you know, even if it's more tactical. I'd I think it's awesome, and I think with like uh, with coaching back in it and publishing it, I think it's, I think, I just think it's it's such a big deal for VR. This they they you need to offer that you know because people first thing people ask is what game delivers this kind of experience and there yeah. wasn't a online serious multiplayer shooter because as salsa said you need that you need teams of guys being in there which means you're going to get the vrl involved in this uh, at some point you know people getting involved in league games and squads yeah. yep that's great that's great stuff man that's great stuff yeah that's what we need uh where are we going next let's have a look what we got next uh oh a little video from lo-fi which i uh saw on twitter where um he was using a game boy (laughs) in lo-fi which is pretty cool i might have some sound with this one hold on let me do is it yeah i've yet to i've i've got to jump back into (laughs) and latest build yet dude i don't know how you haven't I don't know how you haven't. If I had some money, man, I'd, I'd actually um, pre-order it. I haven't got any money. So the only way I've had access is from um, Blair actually letting me get access. But I I can't help but stress it. I think this game's absolutely, so far, what I've used for oh, it, yeah. fantastic. It, it, it's an amazing-looking game. It's, they're making wonderful progress on it. You've started to get uh, some little bits where they're starting to get some... Uh, interactivity with some of the NPCs is starting to come in. So it's amazing yeah. to watch uh, uh, Blair and uh, the rest of the people, you know, a couple of other people that help out a bit. Um, uh, the progress that's being made there because it's visually stunning like you can't believe. You want the full-on um, cyberpunk experience. Lo-fi is a place to get it. Um, and it has that other bonus thing of, like you said, there's 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 a, a classic um, Game Boy, which of course will use a ROM, which yeah, you can, it's the same program. It'll be the same program basically as the emulator that is used in Flynn's arcade, probably. Which of course, if your uh, like your your cyberpunk stuff and things like that. Who doesn't like Tron as well? So you may as well go from Blade Runner into Tron and step into Flynn's and actually play real-world arcade games in Flynn's. Yeah. Which is like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You it's know. crazy. And I, I think um, when JD said the music is epic, that is one of the things that happened to me when I in first... Gunship. I was very lucky... I was very lucky to be able to test out Lo-Fi back in the early stages and support the Kickstarter. Yeah. As soon as I tried yeah. it, it was one of those things I was obsessed well, with trying to push the, the Kickstarter. They didn't have the um, uh, gunship sound, sound then, did they? They did. Well, they did for me whenever I jumped into it. Maybe I was actually promoting it when the Kickstarter was started. Okay. So the, the, the music that gunship has made for that was already in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome, dude. Like that music when you start the game, mm. it's so it's such a massive impact. 
uh, and like the color scheme and the art, I was just like, bloody hell, this is amazing. And then um, when you eventually start the game and you like get into your cyber car, oh man, I can't describe how fantastic that feels. Um, it's quite addictive. Uh, there's not many VR worlds, to be fair, I want to get back to. You know, like, you know, when you play a game and you enjoy it, and it's, oh, it's a good game. But there was something deeper in that for me. Um, I don't know. Like, I went to a club in there and, like, the music in the club as well. And just the atmosphere. It's got an atmosphere. That's oh, the yeah. thing. It's, it actually has an atmosphere. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Cyberwolf. The Cyberwolf, yeah. yeah. The Cyberwolf has joined you there and does come in. He's, he was there in uh, updates ages ago. Uh, you do have, like I said, a bit more physics happening now with uh, the NPCs and different yeah. objects within the world and different animations added and different places starting to populate the world as well. Uh, so it, it really is coming on. It is coming on. So let's talk to Will. Have you played Mortal Blitz? Uh, a little bit. Very small bit. Oh, okay. Because like, I know, I know yeah. God Cannon, I think, likes it. I think he said it was quite a good game. It's like a time crisis futuristic shooter. And I didn't know if you'd played it because I haven't. Uh, um, I have you yeah, played this I've played the original Hong Kong demo of it. Is it on and, PSVR and PC? Uh, it's on it's on PC, uh, PC uh, PSVR and arcades. There are with the new one that's coming out, there will be this will be the third or fourth fourth version. It's also on Gear VR. Right, okay. So you had a version I think which was on the mobile platform type ones. Uh PSVR version, which had a demo that was on the Hong Kong Kong store only. So Sony's PSVR, you know, Hong Kong accounts. Yeah. Um, then you have the PSVR game release. Then you have the uh, arcade release, which is a, a warehouse scale release. So um, you you actually have to walk around that one, which have played that one as well. Oh, that sounds cool. Like a location-based experience. That yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a location yeah. one. That was done with um, Sega. So I, th I believe Sega still runs that one out of Shinjuku. So you could still go... Well, you could go play it, but you can't at the moment, I don't think. Nice. So, um, yeah, Mortal Kombat Arena um, is a free-to-play uh, add -on. I don't know if it's an add-on or a standalone. It might be a standalone game, which is free to play. Uh, standalone. It's got... It'd be really weird if they made it as an add-on. It's yeah. got a, a beta launching in August. Uh, yeah, it's a full release. It's planned for September. Uh, keep in mind, these dates are only confirmed for Japan right now. Yeah. Um, it's not that the game will be releasing in the US and Europe. But as you said earlier, same as me, man, I've got the... Um... I've got a Japanese account. You know, yeah, because uh, you need stuff like this. You know, you yeah, need to you check do. out Godzilla, Godzilla in yeah. VR. Um, and uh, yeah, it supports DualShock 4 and the aim controller, which is excellent. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to this to be honest. Um, but in um, one way, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about it because it, 
it might be a bit, how can I put it? With Tower Tag, yeah, it looks a bit like that idea, yeah? Yeah. Which is a brilliant game. There is no real locomotion in the world apart from yourself on this platform. So it could be really good. It could be really good. But I'm, I'm wondering whether the player base is going to be there for it. The fact well, it's, it's free to it's play. It's one of the strange things as well, because we like said, it's uh, at the moment they've said about the, the Japan release, and one of the things that really is lacking for uh, out in Japan and New Zealand and Australia is actually the ma- multiplayer support on these games. So quite often the game servers are US side and European side, and they don't have any dedicated uh, Asia or Australasia uh, server support. And um, that's kind of important for for multiplayer games. So um, it it would be uh, interesting to see this happen uh, with the Japanese only because they won't have that good support with all of the other um, multiplayer games. Yeah. So you could end up with quite a good amount of people only in that region that actually and we just get a lot of that. lag we just end up with a lot of lag mm-hmm. trying to get in there yeah yeah i mean the other thing you could do is use a um a vpn couldn't you but you still, v- still, still get, get the lag, lag. yeah but lag. um that might help so uh where are we for a bit more news a bit more news because this is when we do the news dreams psvr support Ooh. will Talk to me. I see you smiling. I see you getting aroused facially. Yes. Yes. Dreams. Uh, I've had it since launch. It's a great game. It's so complex. It doesn't even really feel like a game. It, it feels more like a tool. There's so mm-hmm. much to do in it. I've been waiting for PSVR support. And now it's finally here. July 22nd, 2020. Was there, was there ever a part of you that you thought it's not coming? The VR support uh, coming. Or did you think it was always coming? Because I could tell you now, I actually thought at some point this might not happen. Well, there was a part of me that thought it was just going to be slapped on. It would be just a very kind of kind of simple VR add-on where you could just be like, oh, wow, I'm looking around in this little area. But no, it, yeah. it is everything I hoped it would be. And for it free. Looked- yeah, I, I know it's crazy, man. Like this free update. I think it's so awesome. I know... So salsa go. Sorry, man, I forgot. Salsa loves dreams. So well, I haven't I haven't dug into it that much because it, it, it's just the potential of it, just the idea of an entire um, set of tools to allow creative people access to do what creative people do to to go in there, build worlds, create something new in an entirely new medium. It's an this, infinite. Is, this stuff is not, you know, VR and computer programming and all of that stuff is not easy stuff to get on with. And like Will said, the tool set in here is not small. It's it's not a, a short learning curve. It's quite a, a high learning curve. But once right. you get in through a learning curve on this stuff, it becomes intuitive. Yeah. yeah. And well, that allows a lot of, you know, that allows a lot of people to build quality stuff um but yeah the vr uh it, it's a different way of approaching something you know 
a painter working on paper is one thing. A sculptor working with clay is another. A person with a completely weird, viable, animatable universe to play with that's never existed before is mind-blowing. Yeah, man. Um, I think, I think for streamers especially, if you ever sit in there thinking, "Man, what am I going to play today?" <laughs> you can always snap on dreams, yeah, and just find stuff. Because yeah. like, when I play um, dreams, there's just every time you load up, it's a new adventure, and you never know what somebody's going to throw out there. Yeah. So, just to, I mean, I don't know enough about this uh, VR update. Is everything just compatible with VR? Have you got to make a level and say, yeah, this is VR compatible? No, I, don't. I think it needs to be going through. You know what things. I'm saying? I think there are certain limits on what happens. Um, Will just... I go in there and play my favorite Mario Dreams levels in VR? That's what I'm saying. Quite possibly, if somebody builds it. I, I think it's you, you have to test it and play through it fully and build it for VR. To make sure uh, it works, hey. like you can't just. Oh, sorry, Jaybat. He loves Will. <laughs> he loves Will, and uh, we love Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get it. There you go. Okay. Thank you ever so much for that donation. I was actually thinking I'm gonna go for. A... I'm not gonna ask for any donations, but I was thinking we're gonna do a whole show without seeing Salsa's mug across my screen and that that was gonna i'll be honest i was gonna be a little bit sad about it so i now feel better thank you ever so much jay brat and yes we do love will which is why i've got him on here uh, i think he does fantastic work for psvr and i think everyone knows him in the community and to be fair man mm. he checks in on me now and again which is quite nice you know he sends me a message here and there he's a lovely guy um so yeah that lovely guy is will <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite things in Dream so far then? Because, I mean, there's some brilliant Sonic levels. Um, uh, uh, what's it? Dunkey done a brilliant video on Dreams with some content. What was the one with the Scottish guy? And he had to drive the car through the woods. Which you yeah, were... he was getting chased. And then oh, he had to go back through it. <laughs> that was at Witchy Woods, man. I, I literally think I bought Dreams for Witchy Woods. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's great fun. I didn't pick it up on sale. I know Salsa did because we met up with uh, the front man yeah, of Media I, Molecule, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. Um, it's one of the things, it's kind of interesting as well because all these times when uh, I've had these conversations and we've gone through the PSVR conversation uh, about Dreams a number of times, and every single time I have to go like this. Because I had a conversation quite a while ago, a long time ago, yeah. um, where it was basically confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. But it was on the caveat of there was no time frame. Yeah, I... I so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought he'd basically lied to me that it was coming you know when he said it was coming just to just no, to literally get rid of me no i'd i'd had i've had conversations with other members of the dreams development team as well in the background oh, and nice. um one of them at one point accidentally oh yeah i was looking in the vr thing and and i'm like Beep. i'm I, i'm just gonna listen to the conversation 
I'm not going to interrupt. So, was there much, you know... (laughs) But uh, unfortunately, I've had to, for two years, go... Yeah, man, I understand. I, I yeah, there's there's some things I know that I cannot reveal, and they're one yeah, one of them is pretty amazing. Um, so let's take a moment to talk to the chat. You know, what I mean, I just want to see. Yeah, you know, I just want to say thank you, thank you for being Touch here, thank base. you for being here throughout the show. Yeah, man. Um, we have guests on here. Obviously, with Tony, I wanted to get him on and get him to express his love for virtuality and AR, what he's doing in that space, um, because. Not just gaming's going on. I know my channel is about gaming and stuff because I, I just love having fun. But there's a lot that obviously goes on behind the scenes uh, mm. that makes VR successful. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he, I think he has got a YouTube channel, but he never talks about it, really. Um, his thing is blogging, uh, staying up to date. Like on LinkedIn, yeah, that guy is, gets the most likes on his posts, you know, I, I've seen. Like literally, you get a notification about how popular something is, and it's normally from him, so he's well informed. So if you are on Twitter, definitely check out at uh, Scarred Ghost. That'd be awesome. We got Delirium. Uh, I think wrote that he has got into Half Life Alex mods. Will have you been jump? You obviously played Half Life Alex. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's great. I love it. Did Best you game you've ever played? Nah. I don't think so, but I really love it. What's your best game you've ever played? For VR or just in general? Well, VR. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Resident Evil 7. That's my favorite. Oh, well, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. We've done a a top 20. Was it this year or last year's house? We've done the top 20. Well, it was the four last year, wasn't it? I don't know. But either way, uh, Resident Evil 7 was number one. Uh, Mm. And... And it's crazy because, as we said before, PSVR's best games are some of his oldest games still. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite strange. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Zay Jack says um, he's got his name is Will and he has an account, a VR account. That's interesting. Nice. JD Max PC was already made in Dreams. Oh, I didn't know that. But they were forced to remove it. No way. Uh, yeah, they were. So what about Half-Life Alex? How comes they... Oh, because this is on Sony's platform, isn't it? Yeah, there's a number of different things that will happen like that. Um, we've already seen Mario 64 that's been made in Dreams and things like that, so... Ham says he can picture me saying, Computer, this is obviously Picard talking into the wall. Uh, build me a VR game uh, and uh, ask him for tea from a replicator. Mate, if that's what floats your boat about me and you want to imagine that, do it. <laughs> um, where else are we? Scott Merrill, uh, five years dollars. Thank you ever so much. Dreams PSVR support is what will get me to set up my PSVR again. Been waiting since day one. Q Salsa. <laughs> Never gets old. Thank you ever so much, dude. And that's great. Uh, Diz says, I played Sprint Vector the other night and chatted through the camera and everyone thought it sounded good, but no 3D audio. I played Sprint Vector the other night. Chat- oh, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, yeah, because you can use your camera mic. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It is weird because you literally hear everyone in the room, can't you, if you ever turn that on by accident? Yeah. Uh, Delirium is angry. That's like some Nintendo attitude by them. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm happy about that. 
Yeah, it's obviously with IP, it's it's one of those things that you're going to have fan-made stuff in, in this, but they are going to get taken down pretty quickly because um, that's what happens with a lot of fan-made stuff, stuff around. How does the Mario stuff stay on there, though? Huh? How does the Mario stay on there? How does the Mario stuff stay on there? It, it doesn't. It got taken off. What, in Dreams? Yeah. 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 Oh... <laughs> My favourite stuff was on there, man. <laughs> Serious. You know someone else is going to make some more of it. And, you know, but... that's the thing. It, it, you know, when it goes over setting up people's IPs, you can't help that, really. Um, yeah. You kind of have to just be lucky you get in there early. If someone makes Mario 64 in VR compatible mode, that no. would be just like oh. wow, well done you. Um That'd be amazing. But it would get taken down pretty sharpish, I would imagine. Will, uh I've seen this a few times. Are you like sponsored by Squishies or are you like in affiliation with Squishies? Because uh, all I can see is Will and Squishies. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, it's kind of this running joke I've had for like <laughs> A few yeah. years now, it's just it's just some decent game, but I just like Squishies. Squishies is the best game ever. I'm yeah, gonna make Squishies he's, too he's... in dreams. <laughs> oh, are you? Excellent, nice. I look forward to checking he's, it out. He's plagued by Squishies now. Someone asked as well. Can we talk about Star Wars Squadrons? Because we've got a new guest, we can definitely talk about Star Wars Squadrons. Will, are you a Star Wars fan, and are you looking forward to this game? Yes, yes. Yes to both. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, okay, yeah. I don't know. At first, this year was for PSVR. It was, it, there wasn't much going on, but lately, just month after month, we got Walking Dead, Iron Man. We're now getting Dreams. We're getting Star Wars Squadrons. It's it's really crazy. It is um, crazy, dude. Because as you said, like, uh, and Tantrum said it as well. I thought VR support might wait for PS5 for Dreams. Um, yeah. Saints and Sinners, as, as much as we knew it was coming, that game outperformed my expectations on PSVR. It is a superb port, and I'm assuming, Will, you've played both. Yeah. Versions. Uh, what do, you, do you agree with that, that it was an excellent port of the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. PSVR. It is very good. Uh, it's definitely a must-own title. Um, and then, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons, dude. I was like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy for it to be on PSVR and PCVR. I was just happy it was getting vr it didn't matter even if it wasn't on certain platforms i was just happy ea was doing that because it's a glimmer of hope of the masses do you know what i mean because mm. end of the day to have a game that has vr support and you've got no way of checking it out is horrible i'd be sitting there thinking dude i need to play this game the VR. other big thing here is as well is the cross play yeah i think it's yeah. very yeah. vitally important that uh it's not just VR that it is cross-play. And it's a case of the whole uh, PC, uh, Xbox, PS4, the whole works. And VR. Yeah. It, it is amazing. And obviously yeah. we have now got confirmed HOTA support on both PC and uh, PS4. Nice. I see the chat talking about alien isolation in VR. It is an, dude. It's an amazing experience, honestly. Will have you done alien isolation in VR? Uh, not yet. I need Are you to. Gonna? 
Yeah, do it, man. It's amazing. Um, yeah. We have another thing there as well. By uh, it's the Whoa. UK, by the way. Thank oh, you so the I just heard the other day that you are face behind Sprint Vectors. War- I am. That's right. I did. I love Sprint Vector so much. Um, but funny enough, no one really watched the videos on it. No one really cared about it. So it's like, do you know what? I'm going to create a Facebook group, and then if people want to get together that's somewhere for them to do that i've never done that for any other game but i really enjoyed sprint vector so uh thank you ever so much we can have a race soon dude um i don't know if you're a patron or a channel member but i'm going to be doing private sessions with these guys so one day every month i will get together with my patrons and channel members and i'm yours for the day we'll do whatever you want to do you know as a as a thank you but in the meantime it's time for some salsa I love the fact that there's a delay because I know these two guys are just sitting there watching me go. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is quiet and nothing's happening. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Thank you ever so much for the donation. Uh, what else have we got in the chat today? Uh, oh man, I love Pistol Whip. And you got Pistol Whip coming to PSVR as well. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. awesome. By the way, guys, uh, I am in communications mm-hmm. with uh, the... What's up, Will? Oh, uh, We've also got a few people that have just got themselves some uh, G29 steering wheels. Oh, so there's a few things out there. Uh, we've oh, obviously this race. week as well have we've seen the release of Automobilista um, two on Ooh. PC. This so, is your fault, guys. Um, yeah. This is the release, so it has been released now. It's out there, it's official. Um, it's still got the discount on it at the moment while the uh, summer sale is on. Um, I'm enjoying it, I'm really liking it. Still has a few more things to finish, but um, it's it's a proper sim. It is a proper good sim. That's I thought you said I'm simp, because South sim. is a simp for racing games. I I I like yeah. I like Automobilista, uh, but beware! It's um, it's a skilled one. I've been spending most of this week trying to just drive some old nineteen seventies F one cars on seventies versions of tracks. Right, which is something yeah. you can't do outside of VR. Yeah, true. Uh, Delirium says that uh, The Walking Dead Saints Sinners is the best game of PSVR. It's definitely in the top 10 if I was going to do a top 10 nowadays. Um, uh, for sure. Uh, great tantrum. I just bought Saints Sinners and Gorn for PSVR. Oh, well, there's plenty of other games I'm getting to on PC. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Yeah, talking about VR Aliens. Nice. G- get to Chopper. He's decorating. How you doing, man? You all good, dude? Chopper. Thank you. Look at that lump of hunky man flesh in the bottom left. He's talking about you, Will. <laughs> well, uh, no comment. <laughs> I was just to to flex then. Um, nice. Other big news, the HUD elements can be reduced for better immersion. Yeah, I read that about Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, that's pretty well, cool. The, uh, I think it's a HUDless thing, really, isn't it? It's a... Um, what's there, the instrumentation on the actual cockpit is the HUD. It's not a HUD as such. 
Uh, you got cold yogurt says in Iron Man's fridge, there's a drawing of you. I'm not sure who he's referring to. Does anyone know the drawing of someone in Iron Man? No? Did anyone investigate the fridge? I mean, I went to the fridge nearly every time to eat a sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a look. I haven't seen one. But in the meantime, thank you ever so much for the donation. <laughs> oh, chopper. Me! There's a drawing of me in Iron, Man, in Iron Man's fridge. Are you sure? Let me... Well, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, that is so lovely of Camouflage to do that. I honestly didn't know. I'd be in the communication with them, but they didn't say that I was going to be involved in the game. So that's awesome. Um, I think it's a Greg Miller pick. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, me and Greg Miller get mixed up all the time, dude. It's a, it's a nightmare. But absolutely. Um, where are we now? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, have I got a video to go along with this? Because it'd be pretty cool if I had. Do, 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 which I probably haven't because there's always something I miss. Yeah, uh, I haven't got a video for it because I bloody deleted it. Solaris Offworld Combat uh, is uh, apparently launching as an Oculus exclusive. Uh, it's also coming to PSVR later on, but uh, a SteamVR version is planned. First Contact Entertainment's new multiplayer shooter launches on Oculus Quest and Rift this August with PSVR planned, PSVR version planned later on this year. Uh, First Contact also confirmed that there are plans for a SteamVR release too. Specific headsets for this this release weren't mentioned, but if it's on SteamVR, uh, you should be able to play it with just about any piece of your headset. Um, it, it just might not be properly optimized, but they also confirmed dedicated servers. That's pretty cool, man. Like A lot of people cry out for that, don't they? Dedicated servers in games. Yeah, especially like yeah. FPS stuff. It's It's, you know... It's to stop uh, the hacking, really, isn't it? The hackers. Yeah, we don't like that. Yeah, we like to... And, and obviously, also, lag time and stuff like that. Dedicated servers are always going to work better than uh, your your non-dedicated stuff, your peer-to-peer servers. So, yeah, that's all good. What was that? It sounded like you, Salsa, in the background. What was that? Uh, no, that was something on Will's side, so he just muted stuff out there. Was that a dinosaur? What was that? <laughs> yes, I keep a dinosaur in my backyard. Nah, what was there's, it? A, there's a train near my house, so I'm having to mute every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked, man. We, dude, I, I, I actually um, have the same thing. I have to have my window shut during the show because, um, yeah, there's like a railway outside. So. PSVR hype train. Oh, <laughs> uh, woo woo! So um, I'm just gonna have Five Nights at Freddy's trailer just rolling in the background there because I'm really looking forward to checking that out um, very soon on the quest. I was playing that recently. A bit of bad news for PSVR owners: uh, Neat Corp's budget cuts have been delayed again for PSVR. Uh, oh. This time it is September 25th. It's a really cool game. Will have you played it on PC? I have played a little bit, but uh, once I heard it was coming to PSVR, I just decided to wait. He's like, nah, man. On PSVR through and through. Right, <laughs> yeah. Respect. Respect. What about you, Souths? You play Budget Cuts? Uh, um, original, no. Budget Cuts 2, yes. The Jane Budget Cuts 2 a bit as well, after we, we played that initially as well. So, uh, also on Quest, did we do Budget Cut 2 on Quest or something? Don't know much about that. 
or was it just me where I'm on the quest from my PC and getting mixed up with stuff? Which Possibly. is probably, probably the way it went. It's like uh, my main headset has been the quest for quite some time now. I reckon um, that's uh, that, that's what's happened. Yeah, I reckon so too. You could be quite right. Um, yeah, I, I found it odd to get used to myself because it's got a different mechanic there, but um, they changed it for two and added locomotion as well as the teleport mechanic. Boy Brown says uh, it's not on the quest. It's not on the quest. It probably will not be at quest. some point, though. Update 18, talking about the quest. Uh, you can now change color of Ocular Quest's guardian and boundary color. Um, as soon, do you know what? It doesn't take long to figure out something's happened to the quest because my news feed on YouTube is update 18 and it's everywhere. And I don't watch any of them because I don't care most of the time. Uh, I think the best updates have uh, basically already happened, which was the pass-through. Definitely oh, yeah. the uh, hand tracking. That was like... Yeah amazing but um, yeah guys the link is the big oh yeah link yeah i guess so yeah i just don't ever use it but you're absolutely right actually the link is the big thing then possibly Mm. followed by the hand tracking and then possibly followed by pass through that's what i reckon would you reckon i'd say i'd go with that yeah yeah definitely i'd agree thank you salsa um so if you was going to change your quest guardian into any color what would you go for Mm. no maybe a purple now and again I was going to go purple. I was going to go purple. I think it'd work good uh, as a purple. Yeah. I'd probably do purple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're all going to go purple, guys, which is pretty cool. Uh, Angry Birds VR, Isla Pig's level editor uh, update is apparently out there where mm-hmm. it's coming with online sharing capability. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. That, isn't that kind of like why you liked Squishies? Because you could like yeah. build yeah. levels and then share them around. I actually liked Squishies. But then I found out all the crap you got for liking it, and I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> so what? What basically, Will? What he's saying is he didn't want to divert any of the attention that you got. He needed it. onto himself yeah. and say and and go hands up. I like squishies. <laughs> Um, I did. I did actually like it when I, I and when everyone was taking the piss out of it, I actually had a look back at my video and I thought, yeah, I did actually enjoy that. It was quite fun. I liked the. Uh, I thought the level edit was really good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But obviously, going back into where we was, um, yeah, level editors are always good. I think brings longevity, gives people creative output at the same time. Um, sharing that with the community is always great. That always ends up with a game that actually has a lot more worth because I thought. As a game, it was it, you know, it's Angry Birds in VR. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Some of the puzzles that were actually their own made ones weren't always actually that great. So the creator gives the scope for some um, possibly some interesting things to come. Uh, Cornerstone, there is some news on In Death. I have some news on it, but I don't know if I can share it. I don't know, but all I know is it is coming this month. So, um, yeah. I, I think is it this month or next month? Either way, um, well, it's coming to Quest. Is. We know that it's coming to Quest. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Either way, um, I'm looking forward to that. I really enjoyed it on PSVR. 
yeah. Wolfie, the game cub, uh, Smith, he just literally played the shit out oh, of it for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so There's yeah, on, ongoing be... battles between him and the, the, the first person, you know, on the top 10 list between him and the other people in the top yeah, 10 Yeah, that's list. right. Yeah. Month on month on month. And they'll I go backwards like and week. forwards. What's they that, Will? I gave up after a week. I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm in the top two. And then I checked like an hour later. And I was and all the way to the bottom. I was like, I spent hours trying to get that. <laughs> nice. He literally uh, did spend a lot of time on, on just going through and just getting to whatever height of levels. And I'm like, what What do you do with the crossbow to make that just go bing, 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 like so fast? Yeah, because you you got a bow, haven't you, in the crossbow? Yeah. And I always used the bow because I never could get on with the crossbow because it had to... You had to do that because I only played the PC version, really. Mm. Oh, right, okay. It seemed like you could could quick-load the crossbow, uh, whereas I didn't think you could do it on the PC, but you probably can. Yeah, cool. I'm trying to look. Uh, uh, I'm trying to see if I. It doesn't look like. Is it? Is it? Can anyone check if Indes release date is out there? Um, it has a slightly different name as well. Um, uh, it's unchained. In, yeah, Death unchained. Yeah. Can anyone find out if the if the the release date is out there? Uh, it says July 23rd from what I'm seeing. Excellent. That's cool. That's exactly the email I've got. So, yeah. I don't know if I could share it. It doesn't say not to, but it also doesn't say I can. So, I've got to be very careful. But, yeah, Unchained in Death um, brings the roguelite experience screaming onto the Oculus Quest. Grab your longbow and rain arrows down on the Forsaken Souls. Angelic creatures and demons that have taken over the afterlife as you battle through heaven, purgatory, and an all-new hell in this procedurally generated game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Uh, very much looking forward to that. I really enjoyed In Death, and I just think that portability of the quest will make that brilliant. Yeah, I've got to see how the bow mechanics work. I, I keep on saying this. Um, one of the things I did like about, obviously, the uh, outside tracking is that uh, it works well for drawing a bow. And I don't know how well they get on yet on the quest with the inside. Have you played Apex? Have you played Apex Construct? I did, and the again the bow mechanics for me on inside out tracking, I don't feel it was uh, as good. Oh really? Oh okay. Um, I always feel like the tracking off of a CV one for that was far superior dude to be to be straight if i had i'd still be happy with my cv1 because i've the tracking was amazing Mm. um i just needed one more a third sensor to go up there and then i could have done mixed reality because i couldn't get 360 i couldn't do mixed reality streams um not that i do many but you know not you get an itch to do something you're like i yeah. need to do mixed reality. when you know you can do it same as i know that when people get oculus quest and they see a pc vr game they know all they need they're gonna think oh the link and it's that temptation uh it's the same for me when it comes to like seeing something really cool in vr and knowing i can share it is the reason that actually the rift test happened it's because i just needed 360 tracking you know we've not and, yeah. and there's no sensors involved 
which is um, so awesome. See, Will, you were saying your uh, CV1, what is it, just wearing out? Or, I mean, what, what would you say? Uh, yeah, it's just starting to get dirty and has scratches on it. And I had uh, to yeah. buy, recently I bought, uh, I forgot what company it was, but the company that makes those little foam pads that are re, uh, rewashable. Oh, VR cover? Yeah, VR cover. I got yeah, some yeah. of those recently, so that helped a little bit, but it's still, it's it's kind of rough right now. So it's, it's, it's better than, mine, mine unfortunately is not working, which is why I've been using the uh, the Quest as my main PC headset. So uh, I don't know what is actually up with mine, yeah. uh, which is really annoying, but I think it's the uh, HDMI cable has actually gone on mine, which is a... Obviously, it's a custom-made cable, which you can't buy separately anymore. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think my cable's starting to get a few dents in it, so That's I try to be I'm... careful, but I don't know how it happened. That's one thing I always worry about, man, because I notice when you, if you spin around in Iron Man, you get like a little mm. symbol saying, you're spinning around, dude, like, and it's like yeah. a headset that's getting strangled. And I was thinking, oh my god! And I do worry about that because the PSVR actually, the cable on it, it doesn't really get tangled. It doesn't stick to itself. Well, no, um, it sort of untangles quite, itself quite easily. Yeah, not the rift, not the rift. The rift cables yeah. don't do that. The um, CV one didn't. It, it it ends up with you've got like a central one, and then there's another bit that goes around it as well, and it ends up with a twist like that, and then possibly a a knot. I don't have the knots in mind, but. There's maybe one of the small spirals happening with another part of the cable. Or... Do you ever read a comment and know how they're saying it? I think this is how Delirium saying his. He's saying, Souse, are you using virtual desktop? He's asking, are you? And what if you are? Uh, no, I am generally you? not using virtual desktop because I don't have a strong... Oh, yeah! Five gigahertz network. I've I have He's used virtual uh, desktop uh, with it. the two point four gigahertz, and it works quite well. But you get too much lag that happens, and you get lag spikes. And when one of these lag spikes happen, it is horrid. Damn. I literally forgot about that. The amount of times we've spoken about TechSalsa not having a 5 gigahertz network connection is pretty amazing. Well, if, if anybody wants to help out, if you go to like my latest v channel, there is a link to uh, my, my housing list for uh, Amazon because I've got moving house very soon. And if you want, you can drop the bunny on a brand new router for me that has five gigahertz in it. I did oh, put I'll it on my what... wish. I did put it in my wish list, but uh, it was put there as a bit of a joke because I've gone through everything that is tiny to everything that's big. Hold on, hold on. You've got an Amazon wish list, yeah. that you shared. Yeah. Why not? Is that is that kind of like what? See what? what? No, I'm moving in. I've 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 only got what is in my room. So uh, people said, "Oh, how can we help you out?" And I don't have uh, subscribers. I don't have any thing chat. I don't have anything. I've never done anything like that. So um, I literally went, "Okay, I'll bung a load of stuff on there that I don't have that I will need when I move in." So I didn't uh, even know you could do that. 
That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I made a shopping list full of basically household goods and yeah. stream goods, and um, you know, it's 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 out there for if somebody wants to buy me a sponge to do my washing up. Uh, to if somebody wants to go and uh, get me five gigahertz networks. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know it'd be really nice if everyone could go and subscribe to Salsa and get them over the thousand mark. That'd be absolutely brilliant. We'd lo- I'd love <laughs> to see me over a K, man. That'd be cool. Because once you move and you get your network sorted, well, I'm going to be able to do a lot more stuff. content. I, you know, it's one of those things that does happen. Um, yeah. I hope to pull other people in uh, up with this and I don't know if it's, it, I'll put it out there as an idea because I'll be building up my own VR space. Would it interest people to see what I end up building up as a play space and you know go through the experience of how you build uh, a VR play space? I knew I'd heard about these shopping list things like there's people on Twitter who are attractive and they say, Hey, he buy me this. Is that your goal? Is that your, are you trying to schmooze no. people? No, no. Are you trying to schmooze people into no, buying you stuff? No, not at all. Not at all. Sexy salsa? Not at all. Fluttering but... eyelids. <laughs> How did we get here? No, not at all. But it is one of those things that people always say, why don't you do a GoFundMe? Why don't you do the Patreon? And I'm like, look, I do this because I just do it. And to do Patreon, to do all those things and everything else means I want, you know, you need to have that dedication to have the time to spend yeah. to dedicate to those things. And if true. I can't say I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and deliver on what I say, then I'm not, then I don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. <coughs> uh, however, if, you know, if I have that list there as an inconsequential thing, which is mainly for me to go, I know as soon as I need to move in, I have to get this, 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 and this, but I may as well share it. And if somebody wants to go, yeah, here you go. Here's, here's uh, you know, whatever from your list. Do you know what I think up. would be great is if you actually have branded pots of salsa. Branded <laughs> pots of salsa. That's genius. Nice. Oh, that'd be great. Why not? Why not? And I'd then buy you could one. have exactly. And then you could do a sticker of your face on the jar, and then it looks like <laughs> people are putting <laughs> chips into your head and eating salsa brain. Sounds good to me. So, anyway, we are proper talking crap, especially me. Uh, yeah. Thank you ever so much for that guy is Will VR. Thank you for being here, dude, uh, today. I really appreciate it. And it's really good to actually catch up with you and talk to you uh, in person. Because, obviously, everything we do these days is via Twitter and stuff. So, Yeah, thanks for having me on. I had fun. Yeah, man. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, so- yeah, man, sweet. That'd be cool to uh, get you back on at some point. Salsa from Salsa Ketchup VR. Thank you ever so much. I just knocked my camera. I just punched my desk. My camera moved. Hold on. <laughs> I think if I punch it again, it won't go back. Um, yeah, thank you to uh, Salsa of Salsa Ketchup VR for joining us this week. Not that. My pleasure. My pleasure. 
Cheers, dude. And uh, thank you, especially to everyone in the chat today. Thank you for your donations. You want a free, you want a free salsa goal. They want a free salsa goal they before they leave. They want a free salsa goal. They do. Thank you ever so much for all your likes, your donations, and who subscribed during the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed us having uh, Tony on earlier. Uh, for those people who are heavy into VR, uh, especially the tech side of it and the news side of it, I think uh, that guy's one of the greatest. I would definitely follow him on Twitter. Honestly, I do, and I think he's really enjoyable, the stuff he uh, he coughs up. So, Golfer, how you doing, guys? German Rifter? Oh, man, don't worry about it, dude. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show on a replay. Before we go out, let's do this. There you go, guys. Thank you ever so much. Look after yourselves. Take care. And we will see... Well, we'll obviously all see you in the week somehow. But, um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.